everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in all things crime katie weaver except committing them you know uh, <laughs> hey katie how's it going probably. maybe probably uh good <laughs> i guess i should say that part we we report on it we don't actually commit it let's just be clear about no. that right now no i if you so. came and checked my mattresses they would all have tags i Oh, my I mean, I am that kind of a rebel, but that's about all I got. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. We've got several people in the chat tonight who don't usually make it to the chat. So I'm happy to wow. see that you're making it. It's so nice to see you all here. That's great. Absolutely. Good to see everyone. We have, we have a lot. There's a lot to talk about. A lot of weird shit. Really, mostly. Really weird shit. Yeah. But we do have to say, I mean, we need the puppy update. How's Lily oh. doing today? Good. Uh, the boys are being nicer. In fact, Good. I was so pissed off last night at the Chihuahuas that, like, I just, I was done. I just had to go to bed because they were so naughty to her. They would act like they wanted to play, but then they'd get spooked and they were being mean to her. And, oh, my God. I was so over it. I couldn't even be nice anymore. Anyway, yeah. By the time Scott got home from umping last night, I'm like, here, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. You take this problem on. I'm out of here. But uh, <laughs> no, she's really good. Um, but they've been playing today and she bays already. She bays. Oh, she and, does. Mm -hmm. oh. So she has a, a crate of course uh she has to have a crate for sometimes and so we put her in her crate because we were going to the store and the other dogs don't have to be in crates anymore that's just you know when they're puppies and you don't know what's going to happen and so right. she started baying and howling well luca also gets very upset when we leave and usually sits at the window and hollers at us so he started howling <laughs> so bruno was i don't know if he was just having fun with this or also now distressed but then he started barking to get in on the action so all three of them they were putting on a hell of a concert i could hear them driving down the road so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> luckily by the time we got home it was over but uh <laughs> but yes they've had a lot of fun so i'm super encouraged that this is going to be okay yesterday well, was yeah i was a little worried and Fiona has backed off a little bit on trying to mother the puppy. This is what always happens. At first, she's like, this is my baby. And sometimes she'll be naughty to us or the other dogs if they get near her. Or you just don't know what she'll do. Not to the puppy, though. She'll be, like, super protective. But uh, it usually wears off pretty quick. And already she's kind of like, meh. Yesterday afternoon, my sister, our sister Kara and her kids came to visit and see the baby. And... She came barreling. She hadn't been in the house in two hours, but she must have heard them come. And she came barreling in the house and got right in the middle of that and <laughs> was making sure they knew this was her baby. But anyway, <laughs> so she's settling down today, too. But anyway, it's all good. 
is awesome. Uh, the the baby's name is Nellie, if you didn't know, and she's a mm-hmm. she's a little eight week basset hound. And oh my God, she's cute. If you haven't I'll watched you our episode we put out earlier today, Katie was holding her through that whole episode. She got she to got to see her big old paws and everything. Yeah, and she fell asleep and actually was just such a good girl. She was. Now, like she's getting a lot more uh, brave, like wandering around mm-hmm. the house too. So now if you go in a room that she's not in, she'll scream and cry until you yell for her and then she'll come running in there. <laughs> she's she's we're really starting to meet Nellie. You know how when you first Aww. get a, a new animal in the house, it takes them a minute to start showing their personality. But mm-hmm. this is Miss Nellie right here. <laughs> yeah, so she's damn cute. <laughs> very pretty, really nice marking. Mom and dad were really like classic basset hounds, really pretty mm-hmm. dogs. So yeah. But I have to say, we went to Crumble today. Mm-hmm. This is how boring our lives are. Scott got a text that he didn't have to umpire tonight because all of the games on his field were canceled. Um, oh, there's nice. just a lot going on. And and when you like your games cancel like that, you still get paid. So basically, he got a text that said, don't come to work, but we're still paying you. So we were like, nice. we'll go to Crumble to celebrate. <laughs> That's they funny. have this cookie right now that's like a lemon cream pie. My God, you guys, mm-hmm. run, don't walk. Holy cow. That is the most delicious cookie I have ever had in my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, have to check that out. you don't have to get canceled from work to go. You can just go. I Right? I mean, that's always nice, though. Getting canceled with pay is the best way. It's 90 degrees today, so that was the best news ever. <laughs> Right, it's going to be. Would have been happy to be canceled without pay. With pay was just a bonus. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, how Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Well, let's get started, and let's get started with a story that has really pissed us off. Oh, which one? This has to do with Gannon Stouk. Oh. Y'all know who Gannon Stouk was little boy who was murdered by his stepmother, Letitia Stouk. Her mm-hmm. her uh, trial ended not very long ago. Right. Just wrapped up, what, like a month ago, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So a, I'm going to do quotes, true crime YouTuber, because I don't think that's what this is. This is something else. Uh, who goes by Zav Girl. <laughs> yeah. Has done something really gross Mm -hmm. she got the autopsy photos of gannon after the trial you may recall that gannon was stabbed and shot by his stepmom then spent a significant amount of time um in more than one different kind of container ending up in a suitcase in another state before his body was found well zav girl thought it would be a good idea to get those photos and then set up a Patreon and charge people $3 to look at her Patreon and get to see those autopsy photos. Yeah. I cannot, this was uh, reported by Brian Enton, who Brian Enton is a reporter we follow closely. He's covered a lot of different cases. I really have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he, and, he came up big in Gabby Petito. That's kind of where did. he really broke out. He did. And then he's really been covering a lot of crime since then. Yeah. But I I cannot fathom 
any other reason than, first of all, sick. Yeah. Second of all, profiting from the death of a child? Yeah. Why? Why would anyone ever want to see those photos? Yeah. And why should she be making money off from them? Well, and additionally, in those photos were photos of his genitalia. Yeah, he was mutilated, you guys. Yeah. This is so gross. It's unfathomable to me. And when people do shit like this, it gives true crime a bad name. And it makes me really angry because Mm -hmm. most of us would never, ever do something so disrespectful. She goes by Zav Girl. That's all I know. But yeah, she's on YouTube. This was posted on Patreon. Um, I don't know what YouTube and Patreon have done with this quite yet because this just hit the news uh oh emily says i followed her for a short while and she's done other unethical things i followed her so quickly yes uh when kylie rodney was missing or keely kylie or keely i feel like it's Uh, kylie but it looks like keely yes it's kai yes that's that's right when she was missing and then of course if you remember adventures with purpose came and, and found her car There were some uh, true crime YouTubers that were really pushing some really unfair narratives about uh, her friends, her boyfriend, uh, all these conspiracy theories and stuff. And she was behind a lot of those. Yeah. 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 No, not cool. I mean, I'm not big on cancel culture, but you do something like this, you're canceled. You should not be doing anything like that. I've wondered that too. Could Gannon's dad... Um, sue her. I don't know if I were her dad, his dad, I would be trying right now. He maybe could. Frankly, she showed pictures of a child's genitalia. Yeah. Those could be charges right there. Right. I mean, now it is behind a paywall, which does give her some, some protection, but still like, I just don't understand. Why do people do things like that? I mean, is this just a money grab? Why would she want to see those photos, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Right, Rocky. It's not about being curious. Yeah. It's morbid and cruel and sick and greedy. Yeah, yeah. it is. It it's is. horrific. I can't understand the people that would pay three bucks to see the pictures. I, I don't get it. And we've seen all kinds of horrific things. And we were in the courtroom to see horrific things during uh-huh. the um, Lori yeah. Vallow trial. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't want to have to view those pictures again. No. You know? No. Yeah. Gavin, right. Gannon is a minor. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's CP, in my opinion, you know? Well, yeah. It does make you question that. You can't do that. But, uh, yeah, we're horrified as much as uh, the rest of the uh, true crime world is and everybody else. But we want to make it clear that we would never do something like that. Absolutely. And... It's not okay. There has mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. some level of ethics and common sense going on here. And I don't want to shame anybody. I want to understand if you're out there listening to us and you are someone who paid the three bucks to look at the pictures, tell us why. Help us understand. Because I can't think of a reason why anyone would want to see that. 
but I don't I don't want people to feel judged. I want her to be judged because what she did is bullshit. But I have real questions about anybody that paid the three bucks. Why? What was it that you wanted that you so badly wanted to know? Or what was the reason? I would like to understand that because I have a really difficult time understanding things like murderabilia, you know, and this kind of falls into that same category as, you know, like looking at things like getting a piece of Ed Gaines headstone or whatever, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't get it. Uh Apparently Uh not all states do allow autopsy photos mm-hmm. to be released with court records but colorado mm-hmm. does of, of minors okay. but yeah and see that's good to know because i didn't even know that you could get them in a foia but yeah profiting off from them how can that that cannot be okay yeah. and right has this little boy not been disrespected enough colleen right like we can't respect his memory at all yeah god so we had to lead with that because it's gross and it makes me really angry. And it's why people think true crimers are just in it for all the gore and the ghoulish reasons. Mm-hmm. And it isn't true. You guys know it's tr- not true. We know it's not true. No. But then but... somebody does like this and you're like, no, oh, there are some people out there that clearly do do yeah. that. Yep. So I'm horrified. Yeah. Curious well, to see what's going to happen. The very last thing his poor family needed. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Brian Enton went after her real good. Good. And so have some other podcasters. I mean, there's Every, been a all of us should. outcry. Well, we should because, honestly, I don't want to be associated with this. I do not want ever to for it to appear that this is the kind of stuff that we would do or, or are Never. Doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Never. Yeah. Um, Frances, she so- said it was for science. Oh, good Lord. You know, yeah. then read then read the autopsy report. If you genuinely want to know for science, read the autopsy uh-huh. report. You know? Yes, I saw that too, Fran, that she's also been asking for Gannon's mother's email address, trying to yeah. get a hold of Gannon's mother. Why? Leave these people alone. Yeah. Right. Why would you do such a thing? You know? Yeah. Right, JR, she's a tragedy pimp. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever want what we do to make things worse for people who have been through a tragedy like this. No. That's not the point at all. No. So we start with that mainly because we're pissed. Uh And we knew you would be too. And we need to speak up, you know? We need to make sure that people know we don't want this kind of stuff from true crimers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right, Emily. Yeah, read some PubMed articles for science. There's lots of ways to learn about autopsies and and body decomposition and injuries and stuff like that. I understand learning about that stuff. I learn about it too. You don't need to look at those pictures and you certainly don't need to put them out for payment from other people. No, no, for sure. Yes, Brandy. Brian Enton is another Nate Eaton and Justin Lum. He is. Mm -hmm. He's fantastic. And I really And honestly, I think he's he's elevating News Nation. Because to be honest, the organization sometimes really is not my jam. But Brian Itton is the the, the shiniest star there. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's on this because hopefully he will see something get done. Yeah. Yeah. But we all can do the same. If you follow her, you might want to unfollow her. 
Yeah. You know, she should lose a bunch of followers for this, if not her her account. She I has hundred thousand followers. I mean, this is not a small account. This is a fairly large account. Right. Yes, Natasha Cooper Patreon did it as well. Okay with this. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but she Hi. wasn't. Dab girl wasn't the only one. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Natasha Cooper. I don't know who that is, but. Well, but let one. it be a, a good lesson for all true crimers, including us, of things that uh, shouldn't be done. Things right. that the, you should think twice about. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to think about the people who are surviving these situations. Yeah. And how are they going forward? And what do they need and what do they definitely not need mm -hmm. from strangers on the internet? So with that, maybe let's go to something sort of more amazing. Kate, tell us a little bit about the, the girl from Miami who fought off her kidnapper. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this little badass. I hope we get to see who this girl is in like 20 years because I really want to know what she does uh, with herself because she's amazing. But let's start here. This inglorious loser. He tried to kidnap a little girl. His name is Leonardo Venegas. And on Saturday, this darling little girl was outside. She's six years old, playing with her siblings in the courtyard of their apartment complex in Miami. And the other kids ran up the stairs to run in the house and get a drink. So she sat down on the stairs to wait. And this man approached her and grabbed her by the arm and started trying to drag her. And she mm. fought back and he grabbed a hold of her and picked her up and started running. So this little baddie just did not um, hesitate in biting the shit out of him. And he slapped her and dropped her and ran to his car and took off. And he did get arrested and she is just fine. So for her. you go, lady. You keep it up. I'm sorry she ever had to do that in the first place. But my God, good for her. Yeah, good for her. She it's certainly her something life. we should be teaching all our kids is to fight yep. back. Yep. It may be the only thing that saves their lives in a situation like that. Oh my God! Yeah, without but a to doubt. Biting was really smart. Yeah, biting is brilliant. Biting is mm -hmm. absolutely six. Cindy, six years old. Yeah, so good Amazing. on her. Her mama has got to be so relieved, so proud of her. And also, ladies, bite, fight. And what did we learn from our last Patreon? Grab them by the balls and don't let go until they are unconscious. Yes. We yep. learned you literally, that is real. You can actually kill someone that way. Mm -hmm. So if you are in a life or death situation, mm -hmm. you grab those nuts and you don't let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her mama did teach her good. It, yeah, I, I'm glad did. that she was not so scared that she had the you know the presence of mind in that moment to bite him. Yep. That was the smartest thing she could have done. It was amazing. Yep, yep. so now, proud of her. that never happens to her ever again. Hopefully she never has to go through life. life. Yeah experiencing anything else like yep. that but again i can't wait to see where this kid goes because uh she's tough she's pretty cool yeah yep she definitely is well let's talk about someone who's maybe a little less cool <laughs> that would be amber heard <laughs> there are a lot of people on this list so so you know less the whole cool. Johnny Depp amber heard thing <laughs> <laughs> You remember the defamation trial and all that. We talked about it some because it was yeah. so ridiculous and went on forever. Well, 
So a, a jury did find in Johnny Depp's favor on June 1st of 2022 mm -hmm. and awarded him $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages from Amber Heard. Uh -huh. Well, she's facing a lawsuit from her insurance company who says they should not have to pay this, which I mean, isn't that every insurance company? Uh -huh. um, so the punitive damages were later reduced to $350,000 in compliance with state law. But still, she owes him a lot of money. So the lawsuit was filed on March 1st of 2019. And Amber Heard was covered by an insurance policy at that time from uh, New York Marine and General Insurance. Uh -huh. So they say that her policy was in good standing when the suit was filed. Um, but then they're, they're citing a California law in her, their lawsuit against her. They're suing her. Um, and they're saying, this is what their statement is. An insurer is not liable for a, a loss caused by the willful act of the insured but he is not exonerated by the negligence of the insured of, or of the insured agents or others. So when it was done intentionally, which was part of this, that she did that, remember that she did that big um, news article um, accusing him of a bunch of stuff uh -huh. that they're saying that she did that on purpose. And because of that, they should not have to pay. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about how, they're pretty much both shitty people and, you know, yeah. they kind of both get what they get in this situation. Yeah. Um, but interesting, you know, because that big, that big expose article that she did, that was on purpose. So uh -huh. they may have standing in this. Yeah. And if they do, they don't have to pay. And then Amber Heard owes Johnny Depp all that money out of her own pocket. Mm -hmm. And I supposedly didn't she doesn't have it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she says she doesn't have it. We'll see. Yeah. But do we trust her? We, we don't trust her because she's not an honest person. But then again, who cares? It's not like Johnny Depp needs it. Or even right. by his terms, or, you know, from what he said, even wants it. Right. But he didn't really care about the money. No. Um, yeah. He doesn't care about the money. She apparently but... just can't stop getting herself in trouble. Yeah. She should really probably stop talking. Well, I she seemed like, to have some idea that she could say or do whatever she wanted uh and and can and will say whatever she wants at all times and right. she's gotten some comeuppance recently that that's not necessarily true no not true and uh yeah i mean I, I i question that like with your car insurance if you intentionally ram another car does your insurance have to pay if, if you have a tawanda moment it's on you right <laughs> I, it kind of it kind of seems like the same thing like if you did it on purpose why should the insurance have to pay you better tell them that you blacked out. I don't know. It's it's two crappy people who probably have way too much money anyway. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. Definitely. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of shitty people, how's Nick Aliverdian doing? Because <laughs> you know. Nick Aliverdian is the gift that keeps on giving, which is really shitty to say, considering that why he's being extradited to the U.S. is because he's a sex offender. But, right. oh, Nick, dear God. So today was the last day of his hearing, okay? And, you know, he has tried to malinger in every way he could come up with. Well, he had one last-ditch effort today. He tried to fire 
his barrister in the middle of closing statements. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that was really, uh, really um, seen in a great light by the court. I doubt. Well, I don't think he liked what was said about him. And I'll tell you what it is. So the defense counsel's name is Mungo Bovi. That's correct. <laughs> Mungo Bovi. <laughs> and Mungo said that Eliverdian appears to have a personality disorder, though a diagnosis would require further assessment. And that is about the time that Eliverdian said, I object! You're right. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. That's how I'm seeing it in my head. Right. Uh, uh, so this was actually overseen by, it, it's called a sheriff court, which is common in Scotland, apparently, okay. uh, for a main local and civil courts. So the sheriff uh, in charge basically said, no, bitch, you're stuck. This is, you're not firing your, no, it's not happening. Uh, but he also said, Bovi said, that his client's propensity for conflict with people in authority would make him a vulnerable person in a U.S. prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was bullied by them singing Leave It On a Jet Plane to him in the uh, <laughs> Scottish jail. So, yeah, that's probably true, but not a reason to not be charged for his crimes. Uh, yeah. Lindsay's not sure who Nick is. Katie, you want to give us a quick synopsis? Oh, dear God. Okay, so... <laughs> No, Nick Aliverdian is a guy from uh, New Hampshire who was facing a whole bunch of charges in the U.S. He was uh, charged with fraud. He had he stole credit cards or opened credit cards in his stepfather's name in the uh, and ran them up to about two hundred thousand dollars. He also mm. is a convicted sex offender and had more charges coming in Utah for some crimes that he committed um, back in his uh, Mormon era. And so then he... And the reason we know about him. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then he moved to the UK and tried to fake his death in the US, basically posing as his wife and widow, there was no such person, uh, posted an obituary for him, tried to organize a funeral for him at a local church who said... Uh, there's no death certificate uh, or bodies, so no. But anyway, <laughs> tried to stage it as if he had actually died. Uh, authorities in the U.S. never bought that for a half a second. And he had been on the uh, international most wanted list for uh, a couple of years. Well, then this fool was in Scotland and got COVID and ended up in a coma in the ICU and they identified his tattoos as somebody on the international most wanted list and of course called the authorities and the rest is history they've been trying to extradite him ever since since then though more charges in utah have come up and some charges uh, out of england he apparently in part of his stay uh, in the uk he raped a lady in london so yeah he's a real piece of shit. but he's in court pretending that he can't stand Pretending that he needs oxygen and pretending that he can't lift his arms over his head, which uh, the prosecution noted today in their closing statements that he has raised his arms over his head multiple times in this uh, during this uh, hearing in stretching and things that uh, he obviously can do those things. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell, that's who this fool is. So he's still claiming that he is Arthur Knight, 
little boy from Ireland that uh, doesn't have parents. And yes. Yeah. I know. We're really hoping they send him on back to Utah because we're going to go to court if they do. <laughs> we are we totally. See this. We have to see this. Uh, the. Prosecutor said that Aliverdian continues to keep up a pretense and any claims about his physical or mental health should not be a barrier to extradition. <laughs> right. So there you go. He might not do well in a U.S. prison. Uh, you think? Because of his propensity for conflict. <laughs> I mean. And this is all he's got? This is it, all he's got? <laughs> uh, he, he ha yes, he has a fake accent. Uh-huh. And he did a thing. He's wearing, uh, wearing all kinds of fake oxygen mask things that, yeah. I don't know what the hell yes. they are. That's true, JR. He claims that those tattoos on his arm, that he went into a coma with no tattoos and woke up with all of those tattoos, that those were put on him while he was sound asleep. He had, knows nothing about it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so. Um, the sheriff says he will rule next Wednesday. So it'll be another week before we finally okay. find out if he's going to come back to the U.S. Please, God, let us so. hear it. Yes. All right. Well, everyone's yelling about Nassau. So how about you give us that? <laughs> oh, God. You guys know who this sniveling little weasel is, right? Mm -hmm. Larry, is it Nassau or Nassau? Nassau, I think. Or no, Nasser. Nasser. All right. Nasser. Well. This is that douche that sexually abused a bunch of uh, college, collegiate, and Olympic gymnasts, and also was caught with a bunch of child porn, and he's in prison for, you know, ever for mm -hmm. that. Well, he got in a little dust up in prison over the weekend and got stabbed a whole bunch of times. Don't worry, though. It sounds like he's going to live. Well, good. But he why needs to did spend this a lot happen? more time in there. Uh, forever, yes. But why? Why would this happen? Especially considering that this is the second time he's been assaulted. He's been moved to a different prison since then. <laughs> Larry, do you also have a similar uh, ailment to Nick Alavardian? Is your opposition to authority making it dangerous for you to be in a U.S. prison? I hope so. But what he did, apparently he was watching Wimbledon <laughs> with uh, another inmate who said that he made a lewd remark about the women at Wimbledon. Of course. And this he did. guy had had enough of his ass and stabbed him a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I mean, can you see where Alabama is going to run into trouble in prison in the US? <laughs> Oh, oh, Larry. Oh. oh, yeah. Maybe. Yes, he has a propensity for conflict. Yes. Maybe, Larry. Shut the fuck up. Maybe. Maybe. You know that you are the worst when other inmates notice. You know? Right. That is. And this one had true. absolutely had enough of him. So he stabbed his ass a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Not sad. Just not yeah. sad. Not yep. sad at all. Yes, Jer, I was just reading about Michael Bur Burham, who is, he escaped off the roof of the jail or the prison. Yeah. He was in Pennsylvania, and he is still on the run. 
Indeed. Isn't that so weird because of the other guy that we talked about earlier in the mm -hmm. week that yeah. was on the run out of Wyoming and they did catch him. Montana. Yeah. Or Montana. Thank God. But Michael Burham is still on the run. Yeah. How did he get, he got out, over, got onto the roof of that building. I Oof. don't know. I don't know. That's scary. We don't want to be people, see people uh, getting, uh, loose like that that's a little nerve-wracking no but so should we talk about the other guy since we're already there well let's do well okay so this is chadwick i want to say mongo now god damn it uh, <laughs> <laughs> or mongo mongo uh no uh this of course we reported on this earlier this week this is uh chadwick mobley and oh. he had escaped from a private transport. This is the weirdest thing to me. But there was a private transport that had been hired by the U.S. Marshals to transport him from Montana back to uh, Michigan, where he is being charged with murder. And he slipped them. He was only on the run for about 30-ish hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got out of his handcuffs and his ankle shackles. Yeah, supposedly. I, yeah. You got to think that whoever the private transport was did a bad job. But yes, mm -hmm. I've never heard of a private transport. But it kind of makes me wonder if the sheriff's office hadn't either. Because they say that <laughs> the Sanders County, Montana, or Sanders County, Montana Sheriff's Office has been pretty funny on Facebook. They have, this is where he escaped from. They have really, really, really wanted everyone to know that uh, it wasn't them. They did not let him go. They did not cause this. Right. They have also now said, they put out this yesterday. Transport questions answered. Those concerned of the transport for Chadwick Shane Mobley back to Michigan he will not be transported by a third party. <laughs> the sheriff himself and other deputies, detectives, detention officers have all offered to do whatever is needed to ensure this doesn't happen again. That this dude is going to be handcuffed to four different people, arms and legs. <laughs> well, the way there. Mm -hmm. This does not mean we are doing or not doing the transport, but it will not be a contracted transport. We are working with Michigan law enforcement on the arrangements, which does take time. It takes teamwork and communication among agencies. It cracks me up. It's and they've said this a couple of times now on Facebook, basically like this is not our fault. It wasn't the other sheriff's office fault. This was whatever these fools are that did this. Mm -hmm. They're also saying that uh, it was tips from, they received uh, somewhere around 90 tips from locals, and that's how they picked him up. He didn't make it very mm -hmm. far at all. He was hiding out. But anyway, that's, that's what happened. We were worried about him getting to Canada. Right? Yeah. Or Idaho, goddammit. We really don't need any more trouble right now. No, okay? we've got plenty. So, Chadwick, no. Don't come here. Well, yeah. and right, Christy, outsourcing transport of criminals, like, right? there are some lines we shall not be crossing. That is a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Mm -mm. Not a fan at all. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Brian Koberger. So everyone's all up in arms about the house, Mm -hmm. the house where the four students were murdered. Um, There have been attempts to tear it down a couple of times and then Mm -hmm. things have stopped. The defense and the prosecution both made statements that they don't care. They're not worried about it. They're not planning to take the jury there. No one's concerned about it. But a lot of the family members are concerned about it. Yeah. So the school has said that they are not going to tear it down until October. Uh October is when the trial is scheduled. Yep. Now, we predict that that trial may get um, delayed. I'll be pretty surprised if they keep that trial date. I'm going to tell you why here in a minute because there was another ruling on him. Uh But for now, the house stays in place. Yep. Everybody's feeling a little uncomfortable with the idea of tearing that house down before he is tried. Yeah. You know, they feel like they've got everything out of it they need. They're not going to be taking the the jury there. But I don't know. I feel it too. Like, mm, mm-hmm. is there a reason we have to? Like, wouldn't it be good just in case? Right. Like, why do we have to do that? And, you know, yeah. there's... Within, you know, the at the university and in the town of Moscow, there are probably people who are like, man, we'd really like to get this, you know, visual out of our town sure. or out of our school. And I understand that, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of the families are like, we just don't think it's a good idea. And I'm really glad that the school is listening to them because mm-hmm. even the legal system was like, yeah, we don't care. But yeah, I agree. Like, there's no rush. Let this trial happen first. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It that the fact that they haven't even released JJ and Tylee's bodies for burial. Right. But they're ready to just tear this house to the ground moments after it feels like, uh, you know, after this crime. Why? But all of the bodies in that case were released very soon after. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, Taylor. Just out of absolute respect for the families, they should just wait. If they're asking them to wait till after the trial, that should be enough. I I agree. It really should. Do whatever they can for the people traumatized by this situation. Yeah. So here's... I have to tell you that I also forgot that I have some stuff on Lance Peck. Oh, good. Okay. Whenever you're... Let me um, get to the other issue with Koberger and then let's get there. Yeah. Well, so they're tearing the building down. The, the land and the house have been gifted to the university from the property owner. They want to tear it down and put in like a memorial garden type thing yeah. to the victims. Um, I don't think anybody in that community would ever live in that house. Moscow is a little town, you guys. Yeah, It's not like there will be people that don't know what happened in that town. No. No. Okay. Well, let's talk about what happened at court. So this was just uh, yesterday. So Koberger's defense has been asking for a stay in the case, if you'll recall. Uh-huh. This has to do with waiting to get um, the uh, grand jury uh, transcripts and the information that the defense has asked for. And they don't feel like it's fair to move on until they have that. Uh-huh. So... I don't know. They have fought round and round and round and round about this. Uh-huh. Um, 
so the judge did say yesterday that the delay in getting the grand jury materials together does merit a stay, a brief stay, so the defense has time to review that information. Uh-huh. So it's a 37-day stay, um, and it doesn't impact his ability to submit his alibi to the state by July 24th. And actually, he has to submit his alibi to the state by July 24th. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. So they kind of got, um, both sides got what they wanted because the prosecution did not want to stay for this at all. It's a shorter stay, but that's a 37-day stay. Uh Um, You know, is that going to mean that this trial is really going to happen on time in October? I really question it. I do. Uh That's a lot of time. Yeah. But they feel like they need to have the time to review. And the the transcripts weren't ready. They take forever to get ready because this is days and days and days of testimony. Right. It it took forever for it to be ready in um, the Daybell Vallo case, too. It was the same. Kind of the same argument went on there. Uh-huh. So there is a 37 day stay, but uh, that uh, that date for him to submit his alibi still stands. So yeah. July 27th, I think, is when he has to have that in. Yeah. So we shall see. Interesting. The trial date is scheduled for October 2nd. It hasn't been changed at this point. Uh, but the judge did say that it may be moved because of this day. I will bet we can just about guarantee it will be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. So. Lance Peck. Lance Peck. Do you guys remember? I can never forget it. The Downer Funeral Home situation that happened in Pocatello, Idaho, a couple of years ago. It'll be two years in the first part of September. This was, of course, near our stomping grounds. And this was the case of the funeral director that uh, just his uh, crematorium had had an explosion. And rather than stop accepting bodies, uh, he was just keeping them. And they were decomposing there were some like you could see in windows uh decomposing bodies through the windows there was a decomposing body in one of their vehicles parked in the garage there um yeah there was all kinds of horrors and also they were totally out of uh sync of whose ashes belonged to who and discovering the people, people who never received ashes that yeah. should have and uh, a gentleman who was supposed to be uh, donated for science to ISU, who ISU never received him, and nobody knows where his body ended up. Uh, 50 fetuses that ISU mm-hmm. had, Idaho State University had for uh, for science that they had returned that were supposed to be uh, cremated that never had been, and a huge long list of bullshit. Uh, if you guys yeah, followed us for very long, awful. you remember this case. It was really, really bad. So there have never, there had never been charges the whole first year. No charges for Lance. And we're like, how the hell is he yeah. going to get away with this? How? Well, last year he was charged with, I believe, 63. Uh, let's see, I've got it pulled up. Yeah, 63 misdemeanors. Because 
there is a statute of limitations on those and he had to be charged with them within the first year. Right. They promised felony charges. They have mm -hmm. still not been filed and two years mm -hmm. is coming right on up in just, uh, you know, about seven short weeks. But th there are some things Scott and I were talking about this case the other night and I thought, Hmm, I haven't heard anything in a while. So I started doing some homework. So, one of you asked a while back, whatever happened to Downard Funeral Home? Well, this. Yeah. The school district bought the land. There's a high school right across the street, Pocatello High School. They bought the land and they tore it down and turned it into a parking lot. That school has like no parking. So this is, it was a good thing for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is what it looked like partially torn down. Isn't that wild? That door. Anyway, that door is so weird. Very creepy. Like, so this is where would you go if you open that door? I don't know. Right. So, so this is what it looked like, and this is what it looked like, and now it's a parking lot. But little Lance, <laughs> oh Lance, mm. you're just so screwed, and you so deserve it. Mm -hmm. uh, his those sixty three misdemeanors are marching right along. He did plead not guilty to all of them. Almost all of the charges are unprofessional conduct by morticians, funeral directors, or embalmers. Uh, 60 of them are, and then three uh, uh, minor thefts. Mm -hmm. So on that note, this is scheduled to go to tr jury trial on the 16th of October. So that's coming right up, just so you know. Uh, however, there was actually a motion hearing today... Uh, that apparently was vacated, but there was supposed to be a motion hearing today uh, asking to for more time. So we'll see what happens there. But I mean, anyway. are you really going to go to trial and not charge him with a single felony? I don't know. But here's what else I found. There are about six civil cases against him right now too Good. and I've some of them are going to be a bunch mm -hmm. and some of them are class action there are a bunch of defendants that are suing him so besides the fact that he's got 63 misdemeanors that he's fighting right now he's also in court i mean dude must be in court like weekly because he's got a ton of civil cases filed against him currently so all of that is super duper good yeah. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. we're still really holding out for felony charges. He so deserves them. This man needs to go to prison. Yeah. The damage that he did to the people in this community, mm. in that community in Pocatello, the it's poor sheriff. The sheriff said, This is the, in all of my years of public service, this is absolutely, without a doubt, the worst thing I have ever seen. Imagine, or maybe don't walking into a funeral home that is full of bodies in many different stages of decay that do not have a toe tag. You have no idea who they are. Some of them, they had to do DNA to even have a prayer of figuring out who they were. Right. There are still people who have never received ashes, have no idea where the body of their loved ones ended up. Yeah. This is never going to end for some of these people, to be honest. But anyway. Can you imagine that being your loved one? Your mom or dad or your spouse. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. That's nightmare fuel, man. Totally. So, 
I just thought you guys might appreciate an update on old Lancey boy and that uh, everybody is suing the pants right off of him. So good on you. Good. Get yep. him at every angle they can, I guess. But I'm going to be so disappointed if he goes to trial on all of those misdemeanors. Yeah. Because that's not going to be very much jail time. Because where's the felonies? Come on. Right. I I'm hoping they're still coming. Yeah. I mean, not even one out of all of this? <sighs> I mean, how? He was, he was within not very many feet of a school with right all of those decaying bodies. I mean, is there not like a, I don't know, risk a to the decency act of Lance? or something? Well, also the financial crimes, because and that's what I thought they would get him for in the mm -hmm. felonies would be the financial crimes. He, we're talking about people that have prepaid for their funerals, people yeah. who had already paid for cremations, people that uh, held services there while all this was going on or had services scheduled there. I mean, he's defrauded people out of a lot of money. You guys know how expensive funerals and all this stuff is, you know, right. he's, he owes everybody. I mean, you're into a funeral easily 10 grand. Yeah. So yeah. Where's that money for people who prepaid yeah. who then never got a funeral? Yep. Oh yeah, Emily. I remember that case. There's been a few of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a whole spate of them at one point when this happened with Downard, there were stories of several other funeral homes doing really nefarious, gross things. And we went, holy crap, there's a whole, there's a whole yeah. crime. Yeah. You know, category of funeral homes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amy, you're, I think you're right. She said, from what I understand, Idaho doesn't have a felony charge for body crimes. Yeah. yeah. It'll have to be the, the uh, financial crimes. The financial. That's, that's all they'll be, be able to get. But anyway, Lance, I hope you have the day you deserve. I hope yeah. that every day is miserable and disgusting for you as much as what you've put these families through because it's just yeah. unthinkable. No right yep. to do this to people. Yep. Just hideous. Yeah. Well, have we made it through our list? We have. Uh, we have made it through our list. No. Oh, no, we, we haven't. I, the Indigenous I Children. One more story. Oh, my gosh. And it's mine. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Where okay. am I? What's my name? So you may remember a while back, we talked about this first started in Canada where they were finding unmarked graveyards of of children at uh indian schools uh -huh. in canada indigenous schools they were they were called indian schools at the time that's why i use that word because then we'll know what we're talking about in canada a lot of them were run by the catholic church and they were finding that there were all of these children who had died under very questionable circumstances and buried on the grounds of these schools with no headstones no notification of family, no, you know, records of how they died, those kinds of things, right? Well, there's just been another big discovery. And it was kind of a discovery that's been expected, but it has, uh, this is coming out of Panguitch, Utah. Uh -huh. There's been a ground survey done there at the Panguitch Indian Boarding School. And the ground survey has, has shown that there are multiple graves of Native children on the grounds of that boarding school. Uh -huh. 
Uh, the school operated from 1904 to 1909. It was shut down due to illness, that there was just rampant illness in the school because they were not taking care of these children at all. They were Aww. abusing them. Well, and they, again, were exposing them to germs that their immune systems were just not equipped right. to fight off. I mean, And then it's not as though they were giving them medical treatment. No. And if these kids were exposed to things like smallpox, it was just wiping them out. They had no immune system for this stuff. Yeah. Awful. Yep. So Utah State University researchers have done the ground penetrating radar um, mapping, and they have confirmed the existence of at least 12 graves. Um, tribes um, believed to belong, to, that these children belonged to were the Kaibab Paiute and the Shivwits. Um, and so the, this notification has been given to all of the tribes in Utah. Uh -huh. And of course, they're devastated because these are their families, yeah. their family, children yeah. that were never returned to them. Yeah. You know, that they never knew whatever even happened to them. This was in Utah, Gloria. Yeah. Yeah. This is in Utah. It's in Panguitch, Utah. Um, there's only one building remaining of the old school. Uh, it's actually a research farm owned by the university. Uh, oh, the USU operated research farm. Okay. Um, it operated for five years. They had about 150 children there. Uh -huh. Some as young as six. And these are kids that were taken by the federal government from their families and given to this school to raise and to, you know, beat their, beat their uh, culture out of them, culture out of them, their religion out of them. A lot of these schools, uh, we've reported on this quite a bit back when all mm -hmm. of these things started uh, being discovered, but uh at a lot of the schools, they would shave their heads, take all their hair, because that was part of their culture. Yeah. They would take their name and assign them either a white name or a number. And that's what they had to be known. They could, they would, uh, in some schools at least, they would beat them for speaking their native languages. They had to speak English or nothing at all. They yeah. weren't allowed to acknowledge their siblings. It was as if they didn't have siblings anymore. If they died, their families were not notified. Their bodies were not returned to their families. They were just tossed in graves on the property. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. It's so horrific. There were 400 of these schools in the U.S. and that many or more in Canada. And, um, you know, other, other countries have them as well. Somebody said, oh, Gloria said, I read about a case like this in Ireland. Wow. I didn't know that there was one in Ireland. Wow. Right, right. Paula, trust us, said the government and churches. We can take better care of your children than you. That's exactly. It was a tremendously racist mm -hmm. practice. It, it's genocide. It's absolute absolutely. Genocide. Yeah, without a doubt. And well, there's, you know, we're these kind, this kind of research is happening all over the United States. It's been happening all over in Canada trying to find these graves and uh -huh. find these bodies so that their families, you know, their tribes that they came from at least know of their existence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is, uh, 
it, it's so terrible. And now it's been so long. But Canada has done a better job of doing the ground penetrating radar, you know, discovering where the graves are, taking accountability. Um, however, they did a horrible job in what they did, you know, so let's not give them too many gold stars. But uh, then the U.S. kind of started following suit, like, oh, yeah, maybe we should do the same. But of course, uh, you know, it's stirring stuff up as it should. Yeah, as it absolutely should. We need to know about these things. Yeah. We need to know so that it never happens again, because this kind of stuff has been covered up and lied about. Uh, the Mormon church was involved in this kind of stuff. We learned about yeah. it when we were kids. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, native kids that were taken and, and given to white Mormon families to raise. There were schools. That you, the, there's way more of it than I think any of us will probably ever even know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So keep your eye on this. If you didn't know about that, mm-hmm. do some Google searching and see if you can find out if any have been um, located in your area, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and educate yourself so that you know. We have to yeah. know that these things have happened in the past. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that's been covered up for so long. Yeah. And we, especially as white people, have to know that our people did this shit mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that we never, ever do it again. Right. Well, there was just a challenge here recently to ICWA, which is the, uh, the basically the Protecting Indian Children's Act. And right. I was very scared to the see Indian what Children these, Welfare Act. Yeah. Yes. To see what the uh, Supreme Court would do with it because, uh, you know, they have let me down quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. They upheld ICWA. Thank they God. They did. Making it illegal to take native children out of their homes and place them with white families. Yep. You'd think we wouldn't need a law for that, but we clearly do. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Catholic Church was heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Other churches were also involved, and mm-hmm. governments were most definitely also involved. Yep. Right? Yep. 1900 wasn't that long ago, Emily. You're right. Yep. There, there was uh, one of the mission statements for these schools was to train the uh, Indian out of the child. There was a belief that you could just take the Indian out of the child and then all of our problems will go away. Yeah. Mormons taught, this is going to make you sick. Mormons taught that Native Americans had dark skin because they were, they had sinned in the past and that was their punishment. Mm -hmm. And that if Indian children were raised in white families and became Mormons themselves, they could become, and this is a quote from Spencer W. Kimball, mm-hmm. white and delightsome. Yep. That their skin color would change, that they would become white because that's the best way to be. That is the bullshit that we grew up being taught. They were even claiming that some of the children in their Lamanite program were becoming whiter. It was clear. We can see it. They're becoming yeah. whiter and more delightsome. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Absolutely horrifying. Yep. So it's good that we talk about this. We need to keep talking about this because we can't ever let anything like this happen again, ever. Emily said 1900 wasn't that long ago. It was just a few generations ago. Truly, and most of those schools started somewhere between 1895 and 1900. A lot of them didn't close until the 50s or 60s. And some of them yeah. ran clear until the 80s. Yep. They're not yeah. that long ago. No. It's horrible. Yeah. But find out what's going on in your community. Mm-hmm. Because it's good to know. 
absolutely. Any any place that there was one of these schools, we should be demanding ground penetrating radar to make them come clean and at least give the tribes an opportunity to reclaim their children. Especially because some tribes believe that in, until their bodies are returned to their homeland, that their spirits or their souls can't be free. And this right. is a huge part of their uh, spirituality and beliefs. Right, that they were never given the burial that their religion teaches. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So sick. Oh, Emily said the last one in Canada closed in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrifying to think that they. I had no idea that they had gone on that long. There was one in Montana that we had covered a while ago that was open until the mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, right. Segregation was still going strong in the 60s. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're, we're not that far from this stuff. We can't. This get was completely. not the distant past. This no. was the recent past. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that and continue to cover these stories as they come forward. Um, I did want to say, Debbie says, uh, I haven't seen any podcast cover, Leslie Von uh, Hooten. She got out of prison yesterday after 53 years. She was part of the Manson family, and we covered her a few weeks ago, uh, yeah. leading up to her being released and talking about her. She was the getaway driver Yeah. Uh, in that case and in, in the in the Manson family. It was very and Yeah, it's very, very interesting yeah. to read about her. She was very young. She would, had just barely joined that group, barely even knew what was going on. And they had her drive the car mm-hmm. the night that they committed those murders. Yeah. So I'm curious. I, let's pull the audience. Do you guys think that she should have been released or no? She did 53 years. Mm-hmm. Think it's enough? Think she should have stayed there until she dies? What do you think? I'm curious. Yeah. No shame either way. I'm just curious to know. I, I'm reading online that the uh, jury is pretty split on what whether people think that the government should have allowed this or if they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gloria says no. Uh, Cranky says that's that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she held no down says, Rosemary. I'm okay with it. LaBianca while she was being killed. Yeah. yeah. She got really. And I know that Rosemary's family has made a statement about it. Yeah. Christy says it's enough. Barbara says release. If she had a life sentence, then it should be life. And she did have a life sentence. She yeah. did, yeah. They did decide to release her. Yep. Uh, she said, "I oh, B says, I asked my mother, and at the time they weren't sure of her guilt back then. Interesting. Yeah, it was a very culty situation. It was. Reading about her and about how young she was and how recently she had joined that group. Um, she stabbed the Bianco woman 13 times. Did she? That's not, that's not what I read about her. Oh, the getaway driver was Linda Kasabian. You're right. I've got this mixed up. You're correct. The getaway driver was Linda Kasabian. So I don't know, you know, what do you, how long is long enough? And what is a life sentence for somebody who's like 19, 20 years old when they go into prison? There's a part of me that thinks 53 years is enough. But there's the other part of me that thinks about the victims' families who had to deal with this bullshit again. Right. Which makes me think she should have just stayed put. That they shouldn't have had to go through this yet again. Yeah. I'm torn. I have a foot in both mm-hmm. camps. I, I think if you lived at the time that this happened, you would have a different feeling about it. 
than yeah. those of us that are too young to have actually on the you outside know. looking in. Yeah. Yeah. But it is an interesting question. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, I think that's everything we have for you. And that I is a lot. <laughs> so Indeed. if you haven't, we put out two episodes this week. Our um, True Crime Roundup came out on Monday. And then we put out an episode this morning. That was about the uh, sex trafficking situation at um, Camp uh, Pendleton. Make sure that you watch those. Some really interesting things happening and some scary things happening. The things we need to know about things we need yeah. to be aware of, particularly if you live in the community of any of those things happening. There was yeah. also an update on the Alyssa Turney trial because Michael Turney, uh -huh. his trial is happening right now. Uh -huh. So with that, we will be back next week with all of our usual stuff. Uh, next week will also be our watch party. So yep. if you join our membership on YouTube, you can join our watch party, which is we um, we all watch the same um, true crime documentary together. We don't stream it because that would be illegal. We just tell you where it's at on Netflix. You stream it. We chat together while that happens. That will yes. be next Wednesday um, around 8.15. Last Wednesday. Or, yeah. Last month we did Killer Sally. And we only did the first episode and I just left it up to, the, to us to watch the rest of it on our own because it's too much to watch it all. But um, it, that blew my mind. I'm curious, some of the rest of you, if you uh, <laughs> if you watched the rest of it or what you thought. Uh, ooh, wow. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we haven't chosen it yet. So we'll get it. We'll get you uh, abreast. And we also are working on choosing a documentary. We chose one. We started watching it. We didn't like it. We changed uh we, we yeah, changed we're changing changing tack. So, <laughs> documentary will be coming out here shortly as well. So, you don't want to yeah. miss that. So, as always, keep an eye on the channel. Like, subscribe, share, comment, uh, follow. You know, um, if you listen to us on Apple or anywhere else that allows you to give us a rating, please do that. All of those things help us to grow. Mm -hmm. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank you.